0: Hey guys, and welcome to the next episode of the Shane Walsh podcast. So, thank you very much for the amazing feedback on the last few episodes, in particular, like the solo episodes and the amazing guests that have come on, including Scott Bapti, Mark Pollock, Sean Stafford, Mark Carroll, and now the amazing Emma Kyo is on the podcast. And this is a, an amazing mindset episode. So, Emma has recently launched a brand new podcast called Empower with Emma, and Emma is a qualified life coach uh, studying mindfulness. And this is a lot of information regarding that area of dealing with negative thoughts. We talk about various different topics, including the likes of starting up the podcast, getting over that fear, working on body acceptance and the insecurities and the issues that Emma has had to deal with from moving away from pure metrics and going by how you actually feel, leaving the old you behind, dealing with the overwhelm of like trying to be mindful all the time and... Focusing on what actually makes you more positive, and what makes you, on what what focus on what you grow, and looking at it from a point of view of what can we improve on, what can we, what our daily steps are getting us to where we want to go. So it's a it's an amazing episode. I'm very grateful for Emma giving us so much of her time. And if you are interested in working with Emma, head over to Emma Kyo on Instagram. I, so that's K E O E. Is her the say spell surname by the way, and head over to the podcast. I'm on power with Emma, and if I would highly recommend, kind of giving Emma a follow and listen to the positive vibes that are there. So, I hope you guys enjoy the episode with Emma. Q. Emma, how are we?
1: Hello, how are we? Thanks so much for having me on.
0: No worries. I think we nearly per, for, forgot to press record before we okay. came on.
1: I know, I know, but we have it now. We have it in the back.
0: <laughs> exactly. So, massive congratulations on your brand new podcast.
1: Oh, thank you. I think, like I was just saying to you there, I just wanted like more of a STEM, like somewhere else to go to, to actually talk about things, you know, to talk about things for like 20 minutes, 30 minutes topics to like really hone in on them as well. But not like, like I was saying to you, obviously I do want to empower people, but you do want to do it in a lighthearted way because, you know, there is enough to go around for everyone. And there's so many podcasts out there now, but everyone has their own tastes. So like, you know, that way I did get a bit kind of, overshadowed of oh there's so many podcasts out there but then I was thinking to myself how I changed my mindset from that to that was do you know what people set up Instagram pages all the time and you follow them for a certain reason and you follow her for a certain reason so you follow different podcasts for certain reasons there's enough to go around but it's like the whole scarcity mindset as well you can end up going off into a tangent so I just was like no that's something I wanted to do for about two two and a half years well I actually just had to work on my own mental side before I approached it so I was like no this year is my year so I'm really excited and I'm kind of like proud of myself I actually did it I felt my own fear and was like you know what I'm doing it for me for no one else but if people if people get things out of it then that's a bonus
0: I mean that's the biggest way to look at it is it's not really about your thing it's about more what other people are going to get out of it is yeah. that it is the, it is the biggest thing. The, the, I remember the first episode I recorded you could actually make a drinking game out of the amount of times and say eh <laughs> oh
1: stop sure and just to say that right so obviously i know it's going to take time i've only i only launched one and then i recorded two and people are going to take different things from what i totally get it. but i got a message the other day and i just blocked and deleted it i was like whatever and it was from a page with no followers no um following and it was like um just listen to your podcast but the saliva i can hear in your mouth is gross sorry and I actually was going to write back and I was like, Do you know what? It's just something petty. But I nearly was like, good to know that's what you got out of it. <laughs> and I was like, but like it's nerves. Like you're allowed to feel like, feel like nerves. You're allowed open and close your mouth. But like sometimes you're nearly thinking, oh, could that, that get in on me or whatever like that? And then I was just like, Do you know what? Everyone, everyone is entitled to their opinion. But I actually didn't ask for your opinion.
0: Yeah. Be careful. We, yeah. We didn't ask. If no one asked for opinion. Why yeah. do you feel free? Yeah. I think that I think that's I think that's one element of where kind of society has kind of gone a little bit off in that we feel because we're on socials and we're like, oh, my God, freedom yeah. of speech.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. And I was only thinking about this one. Obviously, the, my vulnerability is gone out tenfold in a podcast. We all know that. But I feel I'm at that place that I need to challenge myself mentally and emotionally to do that in order to the, be the person I want to be. But obviously, with the good, it comes bad, like petty little comments or, you know, yeah, I am a sensitive person. That's the thing. So like little things can get on. I'm not caught up about that. Element or that comment but i just mean in general but i do think people are a lot more hypersensitive to their emotions because they've had no outlet over the last two years so then from that everybody feels they have a right to their opinion or you know like say like social media when you're exposed to you know photographs you know videos everyone thinks they have a right to comment yet in a positive way 100 but negativity there's no need for it but obviously that comes from a place of you know like you know people have been away for for two years. You know, yes. they've been suppressing their emotions. So that's why I think a lot more trolling came out over the last few years. People don't know how to handle their emotions. And I think that's, you know, where the opinion thing comes or, you know, just like stupid little comments. I'm like, if you've nothing nice to say, just don't say it at all. No, I'm lucky. I don't, I like, I don't have much, um, trolling or comments and I'm so grateful for my following, but that doesn't mean I'm not going to have that down the line or I haven't experienced that already, you know, do you know that way? But yeah. you do have to learn just to filter it. And you do have to learn to like, just switch it off, you know, focus on the positive and just switch it and just be like here, whatever.
0: I think that's a very valid point. I think like it is about kind of trying to like, you hurt people hurt people so if someone's hurting they don't mm-hmm. may not necessarily know how to actually deal with a yeah. thing which I know is something that we're going to talk about in a little while but I think the first question I probably should have asked is what is Emma about how is the big page that you, the massive yeah. page that you have the massive following so can you tell us a little bit about yourself
1: I wouldn't say massive following now do you know start from it's, the bottom now right. here, we're here as, okay. as Drake would say um, I think you know for me what I'm about really is being authentic being true to myself you know, owning my truth. And that's something I'm really stepping into my power doing now. And um, being real with people, being transparent, you know, I feel I'm just a normal girl who's, you know, working my way through life and just sharing that journey with people and learning what I've, not been afraid to discuss things and what I've learned along the way because I've been hit, like, you know, with experiences, with, you know, personal things as well. And people just thought, oh, she's so positive. How does she get through it? Like, you know, that way, but you don't know. Like, I don't always share everything online and that's okay i don't have to expose everything but everyone has their own personal growth journey but i think for me i suffered with my weight and i was bullied when i was younger and i learned from that and then opening up about this and be and you know growing into my confidence and my empowerment I realised that I could make a difference and and help women and stand in my own power and talk up and I think that's why people and women really resonate with me because I'm not afraid to share my voice and they find that very inspiring and empowering.
0: I think what you said there about what your journey isn't like I, I think from working with clients predominantly women on a daily basis. Mm what you have said is going to resonate with i have a lot of them in that the comments from when they're young either whether it be from parents or the schoolyard yeah. or college or whatever it may be
1: oh yeah
0: and that it's not okay to comment on other people's weight. how do you deal with comments now on it because yeah. you seem like you're in a quite a good strong place at the minute yeah. we've had shit to deal with
1: yeah and you know what come here i still have that negative self that negative self-talk it doesn't I, go away it's it just, doesn't go away it's all about quiet in that voice like i woke up yeah i'd like to be a stone liar i've i've struggled to lose that stone for probably 20 years but it is kind of having that per, like that that um, positive mindset being you're healthy you're happy you're strong you're fit you're able it's it's going into a better self-reflection place on what i have done well not what I'm not doing and I try to work on that every day I'm still trying to accept I go to therapy even like everything what like you know life what is thrown at me but for me it's knowing that I'm trying every day I show up every day and I go to the gym if I don't go to the gym I a gym I tap into how I feel right how do I feel emotionally physically do I want to go for a walk right I'll go for an hour walk instead of the gym that's good enough so what I've learned is like it's not, I constantly pressure myself and I'm like, you have to achieve, you have to achieve perfectionism. You know, we always talk about that, but what is good enough? Okay. A walk is good enough. I can do that. You know, um, okay. I don't need to do this, this, and this, this, and this is good enough. So it's accepting what's good enough, what, not what I should be doing. So something I even learned along the way, I'm, I'm actually just about to, I have two more months left in my mind from this course and it's all about should like and I know I actually read Pat Dibley's book if you haven't read it it's really uh, good, I really good. Oh, no way. I'm reading it too I love Pat and it's and we learned this in mindfulness is shutting on yourself I should do this I should be that I should be who are you shutting on and I've and I, I had this aha moment about two months ago and um, who am I shutting on I'm shutting on me who am I proving to no one else only myself so it's nearly just going relax take like like there's like life isn't is, lin, is is not always linear so i just i'm learning to ride that roller coaster
0: <laughs> it is a roller coaster but i think one of the big the massive thing that pat talks about in the fit mind and pat's been on the podcast oh, I, love- I love pat um and if anyone hasn't read pat's book please oh. go and get the fit mind but in that book pat talks about stories
1: Oh, I always say that because I'm a life coach as well. And I yeah. only got off a call before you. I was coaching a girl and I'm just like, you know, it's kind of like um, thoughts are not facts. OK, yeah. so you need to think. And this is what gets me through going, right. Is that a thought or a fact? OK, if it's a fact, then we know it's a fact. But if it's a thought, why are you giving that story legs? And then you're replaying that DVD in your head. Switch the program. Switch the program. We're not thinking of that. So it's quieting the mind. <laughs>
0: Because all it is, it's like a radio muffled in the background. And that's yeah. what we're trying to do. Yeah,
1: yeah. Have
0: you ever heard of do- Doc A. Men's analogy for negative thoughts? The, the ants. So ants come into yeah. the house and the creepy crawly all over, the. they take over the house. Yeah. So in order for us to kind of create some sort of element of positivity, because you're not going to be able to turn off your negative thoughts. They're there to protect you. They're yeah, there for 100%. I think people forget that. People are like, I want to be positive all the time. You can't have positivity without negativity. So you need to be able to cope.
1: Balance. With yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: But he talks about if a negative thought comes in, well, similar to the fact of the opinion, but you write down two positives mm-hmm. to go two, one up on aggregate.
1: Yeah. And it's kind of like I learned about that in my mind. So it's the positive psychology of it all. So the impact the positive mental attitude has and the impact of practicing um, gratitude every day. So... From like, your
0: I, own experience with the whole practicing gratitude, so you find that there's major barriers to it from people in that they don't know what it is or they think it's going to be like not going to solve the problems or a whole thing of like um, that they have to be perfect at it
1: no perfection perfectionism does not exist so to anyone out there perfect does not exist so nothing is ever perfect nothing's ever linear but i think for me you have to feel your feels do you know that way if you are in a good headspace you're gonna be like i'm gonna practice gratitude and everything like that but if you're in a bad if you're in like a bad um, headspace or whatever you're in a negative mood Sometimes it is nice to reflect on how far you've come, Would be thankful for, for it. You know, that way it's not necessary. You don't have to write out a list of, Oh, I'm grateful for this and grateful for yeah. that because it can get muffled. Do you know that way? But, and I do think we're in a society now where sometimes people don't know where to start. You're getting overpowered by this wellbeing movement that everyone's having um, to do with journaling, to do with meditation, to do with yoga. It's very overpowering. And I remember even starting off when I went through a breakup two years ago, I was like, Oh my God, we were in lockdown. We were in COVID. I was like, I'm going to heal. I'm going to go through this. I'm going to get up every morning and stretch and work out and yoga and this. I could not even like, I was like, I'm just going to go for a walk today. And then by going to therapy, I was like, that's enough because you can over clog your mind with stuff that's just going in and out. It's not even absorbing. So for me, I think what I do or what i say to even my clients is do what's right for you. If you want to go for a walk, go for a walk. If you want to journal journal, you shouldn't have to do it. You should want to do it. There's no need. It's you going, I feel like doing this for you. and that's something what I've really been learning along my self-development is You can't run away from the feelings. You have to sit with it and see what's going on because otherwise it's going to bury down and it's going to come up another way.
0: Yeah, it's like a volcano. I think that's what's happened to an awful lot of people. Like I suppressed things Mm. for so long and then my health Mm -hmm. went in at the age of like five years ago. So that was my epiphany was like, I actually have to go and deal with this shit. But it was the ability to actually want to sit. But most people don't want to sit with stuff because they're afraid of what's going to come up. Yeah, It's uncomfortable but yeah. through discomfort comes discovery.
1: Yeah, 100%. And the thing about growth is, is that you have to start feeling comfortable with being uncomfortable. Because if you don't do that, then there's no growth. If you don't have challenge, then you're not going to change. And if you don't change, do you want to stay in that same position, look back after 30 years and be like, oh, I'm the same person. I think people forget that we evolve all the time. It's like a book We're different chapters. I close one chapter, so I'm onto a new chapter. That other chapter might be something a few years from now, but our life is a book. So we just have to choose how we want to write it all the time.
0: What's been the biggest thing that, that's that been cropping up in your sessions with clients in relation to some of the biggest struggles?
1: I think communication. Communication, big time, and vulnerability and openness. So and it's, it's the fear of, you know, what someone might say, you know, what they think of us, overthinking. Oh, I can't do that because they might think that of me. Or if I do that, it's the fear of that. But I'm like, you're the one that's the driver in your life. Do you want someone driving the car for you? Or do you want to drive it yourself? And the car being your emotions and your life. Do you know that way? So, and the good thing is, is that I wasn't always that personal in my sessions, but only I feel over the last few months, I've really kind of been open and shared my own stories. Don't you know what? I was going through a hard time. And if I didn't open up and talk about it, there was no turning back for me. Like I wouldn't be able to heal. I wouldn't be able to sit here with you now. I wouldn't be able to have my podcast. I wouldn't be able to be open with people. Like the, the power of vulnerability is tenfold because, pe- you know what I mean? People understand you a lot more. I was like, you have to understand people aren't mind readers. They're not psychic. And the thing is, is, it's just that because you're working on yourself, there's a thing called awareness. You're becoming more aware, self-aware, other people. And p- sometimes people don't like that. You know, I know I can read people's feelings. I can read people's energy and people to be like, what? And I'm like, I can just pick up on that. Cause I, did, Obviously I'm a, I'm an empath and I don't really talk about that. And I think a lot of people out there are having like, what? But I, you can feel someone's energy and I'm highly sensitive as well. So I know when to gauge your room going, mm, this isn't my situation or this isn't my situation. Oh no, I'll talk to you later. and am going to leave and all, because I know that's not going to benefit me, me and my energy. And especially with the work I do. And then I think from that then by even you know yourself coaching things people get more aware and then they're like oh I went into a situation and I didn't like it. I was like because you become more aware you're realizing what you like what you don't like intellectually emotionally not physically
0: yeah we're so attached we're so attached to stories and identities and I think it's like we identify with one side of things when you actually mm-hmm. try to dig into it it's like well, that wasn't that wasn't cultivated by you that was based off what other people's perceptions are
1: and oh, perceptions yeah. aren't reality Yeah, exactly what experiences are. This is the thing where the thing is you can perceive someone. It's like, I'd always say, you could say to me, oh, see your one Emma, she's this and she's that. But I'd be like, well, that's your opinion, but I'm going to make that decision when I meet her because that's your perception, you know, that way. And I've always been like that. I've always been the type of person going, oh, I'll make that decision for myself. Like the seven second rule, they always say, you'll sum someone up in seven seconds. But I do think it's more than that. And I think people are so quick to judge People, especially from a whether it's a social media perspective or whatever, we always show the highlight reel. It's like, well, have you met that? And, and they nearly feel personal towards you. But you're nearly like, well, have you met that person in person? How can you make that judgment if you don't even know them?
0: Yeah, I think uh, because I, like from having interviewed loads of people and stuff like that, they're very different when you have the talk with them one to one. Like I remember meeting a few of the the, the bigger influencers over in over in Thailand. Mm. And they're very different to mm. what you per- potentially perceive, or what the what you have actually perceived of them, rather than what is the actual yeah. reality. And it, it's an unfair projection um, yeah. onto them because uh, they they're, they're people too, and that's the hardest part. You yeah. spoke about something unfair, and what li- I really wanted to talk about was go first the different types of fitness.
1: Mm, I seen you had an aha moment. You were like, ooh. <laughs> Yeah, so for me, like I'm for years, okay. So I was so physical driven with fitness, okay. And I was so like body, 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 going to the gym, feeling good in myself. Don't get me wrong, I felt amazing and I was like a fit. But then when everything happened personally with me, I wasn't I wasn't mentally fit. I wasn't mentally able. And then I wasn't emotionally able. Spiritually a little bit, but see the thing is like Everyone thinks fitness is like a physical fitness. That's only your body. What's inside that counts. That's, that's, that's the real driver, like mental fitness. That's what gets you through, you know, emotional fitness. That's your feelings. Do you know, that's how you can, you know, be resilient. That's how you can express. And then your spirituality fitness is your sense of purpose. You know, where you're going, what you're doing in life, you know, your drive. So they all have to have, like, everyone always thinks there's a 360 in life you know where i always call it a 480 because you need the full the four not the trifecta it's like a square but you really need those four elements to sync up so for me over the last i used to go to the gym about four or five times uh, a week and now i only probably do maybe two or three i work on my mind a lot more so i meditate when i when i want to or when i feel it i do a lot of mindfulness i go on walks i can't wait to get back sea swimming but my mind is in so much more of a healthy place. And don't get me wrong, even though I'm like, oh, but you're three, four pounds heavier and you're this. You have the negative in my head. I'm like, no, but you're so much more emotional resilient, mentally resilient, spiritually resilient. Would you give that up for a few pounds? Yes, I would.
0: I think a lot of people do think that potentially weight loss is going to solve an awful lot of problems. Yeah. and But I think a lot of people do forget that mental resilience mental fitness side of things in that whether you're in a smaller body medium body bigger body it's still mm-hmm. going to be the the brain that's driving things yeah so it's those those negativity that, that, that those voices are still coming back up mm-hmm. and I think a lot of people do forget they're like well I'll be happier if I lose 6kg I'm like I'll get you there but I'll guarantee I'll get the same messages
1: yeah
0: and yeah. it's like they, it kind of it, it still harps up and <laughs> it's in the, the the mental fitness is i think is is, is the biggest thing when I, I definitely noticed over particularly the last kind of the covid years as we call them and uh, that's the hardest part for most people is like things have just erupted and they haven't dealt with stuff for so long
1: yeah, yeah. and something i'm even learning is for myself like i know i'm a, say a few whatever two three kilos heavier and i want to lose half a stone or whatever and I have a PT and I'm like, why isn't the scales moving? But I do know my I I do have to take off the checklist and go, right, okay, I'm after being through stuff in my life. Okay, I'm actually getting older. My hormones are changing. It's not always, you know. It's not always just like, say, I eat well, I train, like that's only a certain amount, but there's other areas in your life that I have to like, you, you have to factor in as well. Do you know, nothing's mm-hmm. going to be linear. Now I know like you can crack on and work out four or five times before, but It's nearly like, I'm like, oh, could I be arsed? I'd rather go out for a walk. I'd rather have a good headspace in my head and relax than baiting it out in the gym for an hour and actually coming home and your, your body's still having its cortisol levels. And that's what holds on to stress. But I know I'm very aware of my body, and from over the years and experiences, and gym, and PTs, and you know seminars or whatever it is. But I know I hold on to water. I hold on to stress. But I'm I'm only I'm only learning all this by doing the work on myself mentally, emotionally, and spiritually, not just physically.
0: I think that's going to hit home for a lot of people who are listening to this, in kind of relation to the element of like actually actually what is your what do you need to do for yourself right now it it may be the 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 fourth session but it also may be just going for a walk and maybe just pausing and taking a big deep breath in and actually realizing and reassessing like what what's important to you because i know my my priorities have definitely changed in relation to from do when i used to do the face-to-face pt it was like well i was training five days a week but i was also sleep deprived uh, from doing silly errors and now it's kind of like trying to find that balance if I didn't have my walks my walks kept me sane during the lockdown
1: same the one thing two things that kept me sane was the walks and sea swimming like nature and especially the sea is just it's just an antidote like do you know that way where even I and people are like you're gonna swim by yourself I'm like yeah so why wouldn't you I love see the thing is it was weird I come from a household of um I have two sisters and a brother. So there would have been six of us in the house. And, you know, I was big. And then I've loads of aunties and uncles. So There's always people around me. And then I would have traveled and then came home and lived. But as I've gotten older, I love my own time. I absolutely crave my own time. Where even say the last few days, my sister was away. So I would have been in the apartment on my own. And I was just coaching people and working like I haven't really seen anyone. Absolutely love it. Come in, go on my walks, time. Like, I nearly get irritated if I don't have some alone time in there. And the thing is, is not to be afraid to have your own time because a lot of self realizations come up in your own time. So, like, just sitting there and going, like, being aware of your surroundings, not listening to music, going on mindful walks, what's around you, the trees, feeling everything, sitting on the log, being like, you know, the best things in life are free. You know, you have friends, family, love, nature. You don't need, you know, all these other things in your life to fulfill you once you are content with who you are, what you have and the capabilities that you're able to, you know, push through in your own life.
0: But do you think where you're at right now is through the years of being able to process because someone's going to listen to this and be like, I want that I'm like, yeah, no, 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 I've no, probably no, no, no. done lots of years. No,
1: so I started, I would have started really seeing face to face with myself in a mirror, being like, you need to do work. And that would have been about eight, nine years ago. I started going to a kinesiologist, holistic healing, Reiki, like a life coach as well. Start opening up, it killed me, but i had to be done endless crying, you know, all this sort of thing. And then um, that really lent led me on my self-beliefs my stories my past let the past be the past stop rewriting that story in your head stop reliving it live in the now live in the moment go get it go get what you want you know that kind of way so doing that and she helped me through that and then I went into life coaching and then I only started therapy I'd say about a year and a half two years ago and I think there's I think for me the amount of people that would spend money on a gym and a PT and not actually look after their mind because their mind is the actual driver in your whole life where your body is the car is crazy. Like you need to invest in your mind and your emotions. Cause when you actually understand that, you can just, you can just see the, the perspective and the bigger picture a lot more than just, Oh, I need to go to the gym or whatever. You need to develop your skill set in all areas. And I think I've only become aware of this because of, you know, I'm fascinated about this area and work because I've been through stuff in my life and I see how I can process things, how can I develop things, how can I communicate, like normally if I had an issue I would be, like back in the day I'd be hyperventilating, crying, stressing out, screaming, in it. now I'm like, I respond, I don't react. So I just go, okay, I'm gonna process this, how am I gonna communicate it? I just say, sorry, can I just talk to you for a minute? I'm always calm. I talk about it. And then I walk away from the situation going, number one, I was heard. Number two, and uh, it wasn't, you know, emotional or whatever. But this is all through the work I've done. As in like, I'm open about therapy now. I'm open about, I've had a life coach before. You know what I mean? Kinesiologist. I, I, I have a PT. I think in order for you to grow as a person, you need all areas of coaches in your life in order to, to kind of add on, add on that ladder, that step up where people think you can grow you have to be willing to put the work
0: in I think I've heard something similar for mm-hmm. about having like different people around you to provide different things and I think it was like Rio Ferdinand or someone like that said it in relation mm-hmm. to he had like Ronaldo I think maybe it said it like he has yeah. someone that looks after his cooking he has someone yeah. that looks after his sleep mm-hmm. he has someone that looks after uh, the house or whatever maybe so he can concentrate on what's important
1: yeah and I think it's even going back to you like obviously these things cost money I totally get it but it's just I think for anyone listening out there going right what would be the most important thing that I want to focus on in my life at this moment you could be like career progression who can do that for me right a life coach okay I want to get in better shape who can do that for me a PT okay I want to heal through a break- breakup who can do that for me therapy okay uh, my body's tired I have pains. okay I'll go to raking and an acupuncture it's seeing what where where your starting point is and I don't necessarily go to these every single month it's yeah. dipping in and dipping out dipping in and dipping mm-hmm. out but still, you're still growing. Like there's so many podcasts out there, YouTubes. You you can be grown for free, but it's it's knowing what you want.
0: I think a lot of people do sort of what they value though.
1: Yeah. And obviously, then mm-hmm. that goes back to what you value. And I think one thing for, for people to kind of focus on for me would be like, and I only learned this through life coaching, is tap into your values, what matters to you as a person. Okay, for me, I'm all about kindness, honesty, loyalty, authenticity, love, trust, right? If that's what it is, you know, you need to think, okay, am I being true to myself with certain things with that? Now, okay, what can I do to work on those values? And then you can start from there.
0: Great book, uh, John D. Martini, Values Factor, which would be mm. great for someone to kind of sit with and figure mm. out what they actually truly value. Because I think a lot of people will figure out that they've been going this way to try mm. and figure something out and they actually want to go the other way. And that's figuring out well, how do you get it because a lot of people are unhappy in jobs per se or they're happy in relationships if you know what i mean and they don't know how to get away from it or step away from it yeah. and it, it can be difficult particularly if like kids are involved on both parties of course, on both sides. Of that's where the difficulty starts from. so but i think the values factor is a great place to start if you listen on audiobook yeah, that could be a, um, a good way And to do the homework and tick the box exercise as well mm-hmm. as as he kind of goes through it in relation yeah. to kind of like the, the, the body acceptance element of about, because I think that's yeah. a huge thing Yeah. Um, and share as much as you want or share, don't, don't share yeah. as much as you want. It's completely up to yourself. What tools have you have worked for you and what tools have not worked for you? Um, yeah.
1: So for me, what really worked for me? So if you don't know, so I would have went to Weight Watch when I was younger and I lost an awful lot of weight. So I would have measured my success and my, and myself on my weight on a scales. So I was scales obsessed until I was about 30. And I kept on measuring that, measuring that. And then I started to strength train. And I started to lift weights. I'm not like Arnold Schwarzenegger or anything. But like, I started to realize like, I have a lot more strength. I have power. It's not always about the scales. It's about how you feel, how you feel in your clothes, how you see yourself, how it fits. It's not always about measuring something off a number. Okay, I'm not measuring something even off a clothing size. It's how it looks. So then I started my trainer then at the time started to measure, you know, on strength, on weights and all that. Um, I, I think it started to change then being like I'm stronger now don't get me wrong I still look at the scales and it, it, it can trigger me so now I only weigh myself every like four like say four weeks or sometimes I might say to my trainer listen I'm not weighing myself I'm just focusing on being strong being healthy and she'll go yeah totally like it's all got to do with my goals it's not got to do with hers and I think it's just like that so even like this week I wanted to lose a half kilo and it didn't happen, but that's okay because I'm due my period. So that's totally fine. Like these things happen. You can put up to two kilos on, but it's, it's me. It's me kind of having that dispute with myself being like, here, relax. But then, and I would have been the type of person to be like, "Right, I have to go to the gym like four times. i going to sweat it out. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. But now I'm like, right. And this is life. But did you have a gun gym session during the week? Yes. Did you get a personal best? Yes. You're really strong. And even my sister only said to me there, I was, um, doing a Jamando workout this morning. She's like, you look, really lean." i was like, thanks, girl. But even like little things, it's it's kind of hyping yourself up in another way. I know this is mad, but even this morning, I had to take photos for my PT. And I was like, jeez, my arse looks great today.
0: <laughs> that's got kind of victories.
1: Yeah, no, it is. It's little things like that going, oh my God, like, you know, even little things going, you can nearly lift the same weight as a guy. I'm like, yes, Queen. Do you know? So that's me in my own head. It's not about the scales. Do you know? Like I'm able to leg press this. I'm able to do this and I'm working towards other goals not from a mental perspective not just from a scales perspective so I think that's what gets me through then regarding acceptance even my shape yes I would like to be a stone lighter and then you have the whole stigma online comparing and I know comparison is the teeth of joy but you are going to compare yourself you do always want to be a little skinnier but I think I always try promote going you know what you have one life you have one body wear the outfit wear the clothes wear stuff that makes you feel comfortable so for me I love dressing in color like that is my jam and I feel great when I dress in like color bright colors and I think people can just see that and that's my thing like you know not being afraid to like you know with fashion and accepting yourself and what you have because like I know say I'm going away next week and I'm like oh my god pop's getting into a bikini or whatever and I'm like you know what like you could die tomorrow. Like, do you know what I mean? Live in the moment. Love yourself now. Don't hate yourself for those few pounds.
0: I love that. I think a lot of people now are going away on holidays, which is amazing. And I think a lot of people are like that voice in their head is speaking up like, oh, I need to be leaner. Do you need to be leaner? Generally, if you look at the beach right now, um the people who are most comfortable are the ones who literally do not give a shit.
1: Oh, I love it! I love it. Like I was away last year in Cannes with my friends. Well, I was on my own for a few days then, and normally I would have this mad, like, oh my god, like you nearly know, PTSD. Looking, at it. I was like, we're gonna go to the beach and everyone. But when I was in Cannes, there were so many different shapes and sizes: older women, younger men, everyone, different people with, you know, going topless, tongs, you know, people like with curves. No one batted an eyelid. Nobody knows you either. And I actually felt so comfortable. I was like, no one cares about anybody's body shape. And I think it's gotten better with time. But I do think it's where you go. We're now, come here. You wouldn't see me in Ocean Beach in like the likes of like Ibiza or anything like that. I'd have to be getting ripped for about two years. (laughs) But I think the main thing is, is that you don't, I think acceptance is, if you're confident, I think for me, I'm confident so much up in my head. That shows in my body language. Like I, I believe gotcha. in my, I believe in myself internally, and I'm confident with it. Like, come here. I'm really insecure about my stomach, but like, come here. It's not the end of the world. I'm always working on my fitness, but I'm confident in me as a person, and I think that kind of comes across, especially in my body language.
0: And how do you now? You mentioned the um, the weighing scales. And yeah. I think a lot of people are going to latch onto this, especially oh, if they going from slim for yeah. back. I
1: want to bash it.
0: Um, <laughs> or the sad step, as it's sometimes called. Um, you said that you get triggered by it,
1: yeah. Oh, yeah. I think it just because I would get triggered because it brings me back to that good enough phase when I was in Weight Watchers, like weighing yourself every week because you're measuring yourself off a scale. If you didn't lose weight, then you're not good enough. But you, sorry, you're not good enough, and if you yeah. lost weight, you're great.
0: Yeah, it's the so when you're dead, it's the tut-tut, tut-tut,
1: isn't it? And like it's kind of back to that should on yourself, or am I good enough? and it's realizing like it's only a few pounds but the weird thing is right even though I'm a, say whatever a few kilos heavier I still fit into my clothes so that's how I get I'm like I mean you still fit into that dress from last year that you bought like you still fit into your clothes you still look good so but then people say oh does muscle weigh more than fat and I, I don't know but do you know that way if I could still fit into my clothes I kind of just need to let that overshadow be like no so what it's only a few when it comes off it comes off you know
0: the answer is, is it doesn't by the way oh fuck off <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what someone's going to latch on I got a message after this and I'll be like no is I'm like no, I no think- a, pound of, a pound of feathers and a pound of rocks but it's- weigh a pound
1: Exactly, you know, and I know that for a fact. I know that for a fact. Do you say muscle weighs more than that? No, it it is what it is.
0: It just holds on to a little bit more water.
1: Yeah, see, I know, but I know my body, I, I know my body because it holds on to water or if I'm stressed or if there is things going on. Like I said, I'm due that time of the month. So like I have evidence there why i'm a bit like and it's okay it's been like that's yeah, the awareness fine.
0: that you've brought to yourself and i think exactly you, that's the education the awareness you brought in
1: a hundred percent but before i would be having a mental breakdown i'd be like eh. but then it's like no I you're not taught that and this is what pisses me off so much i always think there needs to be like a mental health movement in schools across the whole of ireland and there needs to be like a wellness or a mindfulness like a guidance counselor everyone sh- every single school should have this how to teach you how to meditate how to teach how to switch your mind mm-hmm. how to teach you um if you have negative talk in your head you know what i mean like you're not taught emotional awareness in school where the- i think that's such a key thing like do we really need to know about you know csp no we should be known how to I actually
0: that. i, I had that i don't even know what it is
1: civic social political education and we do mm-hmm. that all because they vote themselves in anyways. But, like, for me, what's important is how to navigate your emotions. Okay, you're going to be bullied in school, but how do you deal with that? How do you talk about that? You know, most kids don't talk about it. So how how can they bring more emotional awareness about how that makes them feel? Or I just think that there should be a big movement in colleges and schools, especially after coming out of COVID, the amount of mental health. What's going on is just ridiculous.
0: You spoke offline about the Irish people not being amazing at communicating.
1: Yeah. come here, I'm one of them. I'll put the hand up. I used to say everything was fine. People would ask me, Ah, oh, how are you? No. I literally could be after having a really bad week running around. And I'd be like, everything's fine, everything's amazing. And people would be looking at me, being like, and I'd be running on steam, getting up, going to the gym, going to work, coming home, doing this, having an event, going to bed at 10 o'clock at night, and then thinking I was fine. But I wasn't fine. And I've learned that through sitting with myself. Like my mom says, the best thing that ever happened was lockdown because I became more emotionally aware and open. And the best thing I ever did was the more vulnerable, even though it killed me, the more I communicated about me, my feelings, how I felt and openness. Every relationship I have in my life now is so much stronger and people know who I am a lot more.
0: It's interesting what you said about lockdown was the best thing that happened. I would tend to, it makes you slow down
1: it's amazing yeah 100% where I used to be go 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 and it mentally exhausted me I didn't really know that I was basically burning out and I think now I get up and I potter about I do my work and go for a walk and maybe something else and I'm like that's enough and anything else exhausts me to be honest because like I'm not used to it like you know even even interaction you know uh, social interaction like I was the biggest social butterfly and people were like oh where do I go what do I do i'm not gonna lie when i came out of lockdown i had mega social anxiety meeting up seeing people like i had it took me a while and i used to really kind of get so anxious about it that feeling in my chest but i did have to kind of i did have to kind of push through to be honest because it's reality it's life we do have to get back to normal but i'm very i preserve my energy a lot more now
0: it's a credit to yourself though because you're 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 at a stage now where you're comfortable in your own skin. You're comfortable being in your own company. And I think, I think that does ha- happen as you get a little bit older.
1: Um, definitely. Like, come here. I'm not a spring chicken. I'm 35, but and I do think, I think you have to be willing to change in order to change and to accept. You like, you have to self self acceptance is is huge. And don't get me wrong, I'm working on myself all the time. I'm not perfect. There's so many things I'd love to work on. But you do have to kind of, for me, it, I find it hard to reflect. I always think I need to be doing this. And that is the inner critic that comes in all the time. How do you call then, yourself out on that? Yeah. And for me, it's going, do you know what? I just go back and I go, no, Emmett, you've done a good job. Look how far you're after coming. You're after doing this and this. And then I just kind of push him a bit more where I used to let that. I think true mindfulness as well. So true practice and mindfulness and staying in the moment and just, you know, living in the present not the future or the past live in the now what's really helped me
0: that's the bit that people struggle with massively and i would say i Mm. have struggled with it previously
1: um
0: it's always like well i think if i get more here i'll be happier or
1: oh my god 100 percent
0: if i did this previously Mm. i'd be here i'm like would you
1: yeah (laughs) yeah and that's the thing I have learned is like people always say oh when I have that I'll be happier or I'll be happier when but why can't you be happy now like happiness is a journey it's not a destination
0: if you can't be happy with scarcity you're not going to be happy with abundance
1: exactly so for me I'm like you have to enjoy the journey so for me I've I've been learning only over the last while I'd say the last year is like you know what you focus on grows the more you focus on something bad it's going to grow it's going to give legs you're going to have a bad day blah, blah, blah. but if you go do you know what That is what it is. What have I got good going on? Jesus, I have this and I have this and I have this. Oh, life isn't too bad. I know there's a few hiccups, but I just have to ride the wave.
0: Love that. Emma, where can people find out about the podcast? Where can people find out about you, uh, your courses? And where can people find out about you on social media?
1: Okay, so you can follow me over on Instagram, which is Emma Kyo, K-E-H-O-E. I have my podcast over on Spotify, Apple and Google in pair with Emma. And I have, then I will be launching in the next few months, my mind from this course is, so I will keep you updated
0: amazing 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 way emma thank you for being so honest by the way thank you and uh, thank you for coming on and um, best of luck with the the courses and the the new podcasts that's booming thank you so much. so
1: much thank you